Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 25th of October 2020. Uh, my name is the Reverend Peter Walker. As well as being the last Sunday after Trinity, this Sunday is also marked as Bible Sunday, the readings for which we are following today. In today's service we have music from the St Martin's Singers, uh, prayers by John Alexander Head, and the Bible is being read by Sandra Parker. Let us take a moment now just to quieten our hearts before God before we sing our first hymn. Our first hymn is Thy hand, O God, has guided thy flock from age to age.
Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. The word of God is living and active. It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. All is open and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we give account. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. And one of the collects for this Sunday. Merciful God, teach us to be faithful in change and uncertainty, that trusting in your word and obeying your will, we may enter the unfailing joy of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8. All the people gathered together into the square before the water gate. They told the scribe Ezra to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given to Israel. Accordingly, the priest Ezra brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could hear with understanding. This was on the first day of the seventh month. He read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and the women and those who could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. The scribe Ezra stood on a wooden platform that had been made for the purpose. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. Then they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So they read from the book, from the law of God with interpretation. They gave the sense so that the people understood the reading and Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe 
and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine, and send portions of them to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, and to send portions, and to make great rejoicing, because they had understood the words that were declared to them. Our Gospel reading is taken from Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said to his disciples, The sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, And they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that the summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, This generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Let us pray. O Holy Spirit, give us the gift to eagerly desire and find the truth in God's word. Lord Jesus Christ, draw us to follow you putting your truth into practice in our lives. Loving Heavenly Father, may we bring you honour and glory today and every day. Amen. It is a sad fact that surveys of Christian people often show that very few are in the habit of regularly reading the Bible. One survey a few years ago said that 15% had never read any version of the Bible outside of a church service. 40% read the Bible at home once a year or less. 30% read uh, rather more often. And only 15% were committed to day-by-day Bible reading. Surely this should not be the case. Christians who neglect the privilege and discipline of Bible reading are uh, severing their links with vital spiritual resources. God speaks to us in a unique fashion through his word. And if we close our ears to this daily conversation, then we cannot hope to develop into mature believers. As English speakers with the resources of the internet, we have so much to guide us. We could learn 
so much too from the Bible study recorded in Nehemiah chapter 8, our first reading today. Now a little background. God chose Abraham's descendants to be his people and to show the world what he is like. Under Moses' leadership, he led the people out of Egypt, gave them the law and took them to the promised land. There were various leaders, kings and prophets after this, some good and some not so good, but by and large the people ignored key elements of what God asked for, such as having no other gods but Yahweh, or treating one another fairly. Prophets warned that God would not allow this to continue. The people ignored this, and eventually, in 586 BC, the Babylonians crushed Israel, destroyed the city of Jerusalem, and took tens of thousands of prisoners back to Babylon. There was grief and loss and anguish, and in the midst of it all, a sense that they had brought this on themselves. God was against them. The case seemed hopeless. Yet it wasn't. Amongst the exiles, the prophet Ezekiel spoke of God's standards and unlimited resources. Daniel and his companions witnessed to unchanging standards even in the court of the emperor. A Persian prince overthrew the empire and sent some people back. And then new prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, spoke encouraging truth to the returned people. And Nehemiah, an Israelite who was working in the royal palace, was sent to be the new governor of Jerusalem. Nehemiah it was who made possible the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem in 440 BC. It was therefore a key moment in Israel's history, the summer or late summer of 440 BC. The walls of Jerusalem were rebuilt and this gathering of the people, hundreds of them, in the square of Jerusalem. And it is wonderful to note that the people there began by telling Ezra the scribe, bring out the book of the law. What followed that day was a truly amazing Bible study. As I read the story, I am struck by a number of points. Firstly, their longing, their eagerness for the word of God. Nehemiah 8 verse 1 says that the crowd told Ezra to bring the book. Surely this is a sign of God's work. God's spirit moving in people's hearts. Throughout history it has been a mark of genuine revival, that men and women long for spiritual things. It's God who puts this desire into people's hearts. We've seen in a small way recently, during lockdown, people start googling questions like how to pray. Never be afraid to pray for this desire, both for yourselves and for our communities around us. Secondly, I notice they were attentive. They, they gave time to listen and to understand. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 3. From early morning until midday, the ears of all the people were attentive. The crucial thing here is that they gave 
enough time to consider what was written. Uh, We don't know which of what we call the books of the Old Testament Ezra was reading from, but he read the book in Hebrew, and the Levites with him then interpreted, and verse 8, gave the sense of it to the people. It looks to have been a four or five hour session. It looks to have been a four or five hour session, a bit like us settling down to watching the box set. I think that the helpful lessons for us in this are twofold. Some, some, firstly, sometimes it is really helpful to do this box set type splurge. Read the whole book of the Bible from end to end. If you're somebody like myself, who struggles with traditional language, then find something more contemporary. I found the message or the New Living Bible can be really helpful for just sitting down and reading a whole book of the Bible. That way you get to see the pattern of what God's doing, and it isn't just a series of little stories. Uh, The second thing that I think helpfully we could do is on every occasion, and I mean every occasion, that we hear the Bible, don't merely read the words, but meditate on them, imagine them, ask questions about them, so that you enter into the stories, enter into their meaning, the teachings. Take time to let it soak in, and don't just simply race through it. The third thing I noticed from this uh, Jerusalem uh, Bible study is that the folk there honoured God's word and submitted to it. Verse 5, they stood when Ezra opened the book. Verse 9, they wept when they heard the law. They had expected something from God. That's why they stood when the book was opened. They allowed God's word to challenge their way of life. Hence the weeping when they saw how they'd fallen short. Now there's a tiny echo of this in the Holy Communion liturgy where we stand to hear the gospel. But the important point is not the the physical posture but the spiritual one the attitude of our heart or mind that expects God to speak and humbly responds, whatever the cost. When we see what God is saying to us, therefore, when we come to church, pray that we will be attentive. Pray for the preacher. Pray for the person reading the scriptures. Pray for the people around you. When we turn on a computer service and and listen to uh, this or another recorded service, pray that God will speak. That prayerful attitude makes all the difference. Prayerful expectation of an encounter with God enables God to speak and work in our lives. Now, I rejoice to see that in the Nehemiah story, the leaders taught the word of God with grace. The people rightly discerned in the law that they'd done wrong, and they were grieved. But the leaders said, Do not weep. Give gifts to the poor. Eat good things. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Verse 10. This is not a hard legalism, applying some law from a dusty old book that condemns us. This is a joyful hearing of God's word. 
What would become, though, of the people's sin? A few weeks later in Jerusalem, there would be another festival, the Day of Atonement. On this day, the sins of the people were confessed over the head of a goat. Then the goat was taken out and released, escaped in the wilderness. This was to be the scapegoat. We now know that the scapegoat was a symbol of Jesus' work. He bore our sins on the cross outside the city. Thank God. The challenge, however, remains for each of us to let the Bible do God's work in us. And that's the theme of today's collect. So shall we pray? Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Help us so to hear them, to read, mark, learn and inwardly digest them, that through patience and the comfort of your holy word we may embrace and forever hold fast the hope of everlasting life which you have given us in our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. We sing the hymn, Lord, thy word abideth.
Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we praise and bless your name. For you, for you sent our Saviour, Jesus, to redeem this world so that we may have eternal union with you. Father, in these very difficult times, we remember that we are not alone when we recall the presence of your comfort beside and within us. Father, forgive us for the times we have failed to show compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience to those around us. Father, we pray for the uncertainties we now face. We do not know how this pandemic will end or when it will end, but we pray, Lord, that you will help governments around the world to find a timely and safe resolution to these problems of illnesses. Father, we pray particularly for our schools. We think of Donington School and pray that it will reopen shortly and that all teachers and pupils will be healthy. We pray also, Father, that you will protect our local children in the other schools of our district so that those children can enjoy the learning and social stability of being in school. Father, in these difficult times we pray for the losses which many people face, their inability to spend time together in their relationships, the separation which have occurred between families and particularly of different generations, the loss of self-worth which some people may experience because they're not working. And we pray, Lord, particularly for those who have lost jobs or have seen a reduction in their incomes and are perhaps feeling the pinch. Father, overall, help us to live not in fear, but in joy at the gift of your life as we have it. We make all these prayers in the name of your Son, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn is 
We have a gospel to proclaim, good news for all throughout the earth. Hear the teaching of Jesus. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Go now to do God's will, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.